welcome to the 37th episode of Talking About Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. We are, if you can't tell, we are breaking down the Babadook from 2014. We're going to be breaking down the entire plot, funniest moments of the movie, scariest moments of the movie, best kill, winner and loser, rating this movie 1 to 100 on our all-time scary movie list, and we will discuss could this happen in real life and would we recommend this movie. Before all of that, wherever you're currently listening, Anchor, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any of those, go on there right now, just hit the quit subscribe button, get those numbers up, and give us a review and a rating. First of all, the five stars really help out a lot, just right now, right now while we're doing our intro, go in there, hit the five stars, we'd also like a comment, but really, the five stars is the main thing, but also a comment, what you like, what you don't like about us, about our podcast, about the Babadook, about the Babadook as a movie, or the actual creature. You can also follow us on social media, on Twitter, Me, your co-host, Ryan King, at Ryan underscore King underscore now. You can follow our co-host, Davis Dillingham, and the show also on Twitter at... Hello. (laughs) You can follow me personally on Twitter at the real double D's, that's T-S at the end, no E's in between. And of course, more importantly, go follow the podcast Twitter page at talk of the house underscore all one word underscore at the end, just Mm -hmm. like you do with the reviews. For the podcast on places, you can also review <laughs> the podcast and tell us what you like or don't like on Twitter, and also what you don't like or like or don't like about the Baba Duke. I would love if all of our reviews are just um, Baba Duke. Uh, he's pretty cool. not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, home yeah. invasions. They're all right sometimes. Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> There's worse things. But go follow us. Didn't we, really think about that. Kind of a couple of home invasion movies in a row here between. You got the strangers, you know. Mm-hmm. Babadook, in a way, is a home invasion movie. It know? is more of a psychological home invasion. Yes, but a home also in, a, a home invasion one. of the mind. But also physically. I mean, it is in the house. You know? true, true, but much more in the mind. Yes. But on a more serious note, you do have to go follow the podcast Twitter page because our co-host Ryan King every Wednesday will be tweeting out the movie of the upcoming podcast, mm-hmm. and you don't. Is it Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday, yeah. yeah. So you don't want to miss that, so you know if you want to go uh, watch the movie before, you have plenty of time to do that. just helps you be efficient. You know what movie's coming. Yeah, you, you don't want to stream it. It's it really inefficient then... to you know, have this podcast pop up for mm-hmm. you and you're mm-hmm. listening. You're like, oh, oh my God, I got to go back and watch <gasps> it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole horror movie itself, yeah. Well, before we get to all those things that we're going to break down about the Babadook, our co-host Davis Dillingham always has a history breakdown. This one, not too old, but older than I thought as the years continue to fly by for our old asses. Um, Davis, what history breakdown do you have for us? <laughs> I don't know why. The joke popped in my head, but not too old, but older than I thought is I just wanted to say just like I like my women, but I, I don't know why that I don't know why. Anyways. Good that Lord. history breakdown, David. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um for as much of like a niche movie this is, not much of a history that I thought we would have gotten. Um but it makes a little bit of sense when you dive into it. So, written and directed by Jennifer Kent in her directorial debut. Um, not surprised that... I don't know what it is. Why is it always the first project that's always the best? You know what I mean? Like, they say that for so many music artists. It's like, well, I mean, think about it. Is the... I, I think... Here's the way I look also, at it. Also, have we talked about this before? I feel like we've talked about this before on the podcast. 
Maybe. Here's what I think. I think the first one is usually the best because if you don't have a good first one, you don't get to continue. So you have yeah. a good first one, so then you get to do you other need, movies. You need the one to break through to exactly. like establish yourself. And then once exactly. you're through, you're like, oh, I can. Because if your first one's bad, they're not going to say, wow, his fifth movie was his best one. You're not getting to it without some yeah. good ones. So there True. you go. But yes, written and directed by Jennifer Kent. Uh, has not done much else besides this movie. Um, she recently a, directed The Nightingale. I'd never heard of it in like 2018, 2019. Nope. Not sure. Never heard of it. But I didn't realize this. She actually directed the episode The Murmuring in Guillermo del Toro's Netflix series Cabinet of Curiosities, which I have recommended to Ryan many times <laughs> because it's freaking good. And I will be watching it. I will be watching it next Halloween time, but there's certain things just need to be around Halloween. We we have a scary movie podcast that's not around Halloween. I mean, yeah, but but that's not for us. It's for everyone else. Oh, so for TV show? Okay, okay. yeah, it's totally different. Totally different. Yeah, we don't watch these scary movies for us. We watch them for everybody. Else. I would never watch any of these. Get, if it wasn't for this I get podcast. no enjoyment from doing this it. podcast at I, all. Oh, it's watching night. Oh, but in all honesty, if you haven't seen that show, go see it. It's really really good. Um, so interesting. They had a, this is movie was completely crowdfunded, like not straight up backed by a studio or had the money up for interesting. And part of the crowdfunding is they printed a bunch of pop-up Babadook books. Like you see in the movie that you could buy. They printed like 90,000. That's a really good, that's a really good idea. Pretty smart. It'd be a cool, be a cool thing to have now. Now, once the movie got out Mm -hmm. there. Got some notoriety. That'd be a really cool like keepsake collector's item. Yeah, and it, the book had some uh, some like extra pages and scenes that like weren't in the movie itself. So it was a little unique no, in that way. That's you cool. Know? That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and besides that, we'll get to like the last note. Okay. Kind of at the end because I'll be interested to see if you can kind of guess this note, it's one of the, mm-hmm. it's one of those types. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I, I get what you're saying. Let's see if it just comes up naturally in the discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly doubt it will, but maybe it will. Who knows? Maybe it will. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult to have like a bunch of history breakdown. I'm not shocked. When it's, when it's like a crowdfunded, almost like indie type film, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, and like you it's and not I were like talking... there's somebody around on set taking no. notes over everything or whatever. Well, and you and I were talking about this before. Like, you don't see it everywhere. People aren't just, like, constantly talking about it where there's all these notes, I, all these yeah, things we were coming off it. talking so. about it. This movie feels like it kind of, like, had some notoriety when it came out. And then it just, like, I don't see it mm-hmm. talked about ever. Like, I get random horror movie stuff mm-hmm. that pops up on my Twitter or on my TikTok or something. Yep. And this movie's never part of any mm-hmm. like anything I see. I don't know why. Now but... it will be since it's listening to you. But mm. uh, up until this. Hello Elon. <laughs> Keep listening. <laughs> so let's get to that. Hey, thanks um, for not taking my Twitter away again. Yet again, once again, yet. Please don't, Daddy. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to that uh actual plot breakdown, Davis. How's that sound? Let's do it. Let's do the Duke. Amelia Vanek is... Don't even try it. Man, I thought I... I thought you were lacking that time. No, 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 no. I'm on my game. My lacking days are over. I had a little stretch there for I was like... I know. My lacking days are over. I gotta be on top of it. All right, if you have not seen this movie, we are about to break down the entire plot and everything that happens with all spoilers included. So, if you would like to save yourself and you haven't seen this movie... Go ahead and pause now. 
You can go watch the movie. Unfortunately, at the time of recording, it's not for free on any streaming platforms. It is a very solid four bucks rental or three ninety nine. Excuse me. Don't let me overblow it. Um, three ninety nine on uh, Amazon Prime or Amazon to rent or Apple to rent. So you can go watch it then, or hopefully, if you're listening to it in the future, it will be on some sort of streaming service at that time. So well, now that we've done it, now it will be. Streaming, of course, so. it will. So thank you, Elon. Again, thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, but so go watch the movie. Come back and uh, join us in our thoughts and share. Absolutely. <laughs> Amelia Vanek is a troubled and exhausted widow living in Adelaide who has brought up her six-year-old son, Samuel, alone. Her late husband, Oscar, was killed in a car accident that occurred as he drove Amelia to the hospital during labor. Sam begins displaying erratic behavior, to say the least. He becomes an insomniac. I know, I added that part. He becomes an insomniac and is preoccupied with an imaginary monster which he has built weapons to fight. Amelia is forced to pick her son up from school after Sam brings one of the weapons. And one night, Sam asks his mother to read him a pop-up storybook called Mr. Babadook that he finds on the bookcase. It describes the titular monster, the Babadook, a tall, pale-faced humanoid in a top hat with taloned fingers which torments its victims after they become aware of its existence. Amelia is disturbed by the book and its mysterious appearance, while Sam becomes convinced that the Babadook is real. Sam's persistence about the Babadook leads Amelia to often have sleepless nights as she tries to comfort him. Soon after, strange events occur. Doors open and close mysteriously by themselves. Strange sounds are heard, and Amelia finds glass shards in her food. In the food. Rough. Rough. Actually bites on one of them. It wasn't just in the food. She actually bites one and like cuts herself pretty good. Let's be, let's be fair, though. I mean... She was pretty sleepless and stuff. She could have just done that. I honestly thought about that. We we can't. She looks rough. Chalk that Uh, one up. Yeah, we can't chalk that one up. It's not impossible. The Bob was actually like, I didn't do. I did the rest of these. I did not do the glass. That was actually. That was actually you. you. (laughs) That was you. (laughs) She attributes the events to Sam's behavior, but he blames the Babadook. Amelia rips up the book and disposes of it. At her birthday party, Sam's cousin Ruby bullies Sam for not having a father. In response to which he pushes her out of the tree and she breaks her nose. Not gonna lie, I would never advocate for harm to a child. That girl deserved it. That girl deserved it. Let's be honest here. I don't know if the movie like want, I mean, I, they definitely want us to side with saying like feel bad for him. This wasn't like a oh, but don't. I don't know. If you hear she was saying some pretty cruel stuff. Like this is why no one wants to be your dad. It's like damn. Like, and he was just up a, in the treehouse by himself. He wasn't doing anything. Like she. It's not like he went, stabbed her. He pushed her. I mean, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. <laughs> he could have done much worse. Have you seen the weapons he's made? He, he could have killed worse. her. He could have done an arrow <laughs> through the eye, and I still would have been like, I mean, too far, but I get it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, get I it. do understand. Like she was cruel. Um, that that girl sucks. Uh, yeah, Amelia's sister Claire admits she cannot bear to be around Sam, to which Amelia takes great offense. Obviously, on the drive home, Sam has another vision of the Babadook and suffers a seizure. So Amelia gets some sedatives from a pediatrician. The following morning, Amelia finds the Mr. Babadook book reassembled on the front doorstep. New words taunt her by saying that the Babadook will become stronger if she continues to deny its existence, containing pop-ups of her killing their dog Bugsy, Sam, and then herself. Terrified. I didn't know Amelia... the dog's name was Bugsy, by the way. That's interesting. I don't know why yeah, I, I didn't know. catch that in the movie. I, they said it once, like, briefly, uh, but I only really knew it because it was in the uh, plot breakdown. So. Now I wish I would have known, though. That would have made me more, feel more 
connected to the dog. Connected to it, yeah. That's exactly oh, right. look, look at Bugsy running around. You knew that early, by the way, in a scene when it runs down the steps. I was like, oh, no. Because this is my <laughs> first time watching it, and I saw that dog come out of the front door. I was like, oh, that thing's dead. Uh, terrified. I Amelia. Mean, there's not that many horror movies where a dog dies. Like, how many have you actually seen where a dog dies? Well, The Conjuring's, like, dead immediately. Right. But that's, like, the only movie I can think of where, like, how many okay, other horror dog movies have dogs dies. in them? Think about that. Like, I kept telling oh, you, they can't. No, 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 no. A dog barking at the ghost in the corner or whatever, that's, like, classic horror. I'm going to look this up how many times it's happened in a movie. <laughs> like, I'm going to look up how many dead dogs. Was there we a have dog in Scream? I feel like there was a dog in Scream. I might be wrong about that. I think there was. Yeah, there was. In that opening scene, there is. Yeah, Which it lives. could die. We don't know, technically. I'm going to say it does. Uh, oh, terrified. You, <laughs> you monster. Amelia you monster. burns the book, and she runs to the police station after a disturbing phone call. However, Amelia has no proof of the stalking, and when she sees the Babadook suit hung up behind the front desk, she leaves. That night, Amelia tries to fall asleep and watches the Babadook open her bedroom door crawl up the ceiling and attack her she then turn on all the lights in the house and falls asleep with sam downstairs after the attack amelia starts to become more isolated and shut in becoming impatient shouting at samuel for disobeying her constantly and having frequent visions of the babadook once again her mental state slowly decays and she exhibits her own erratic and violent behavior including cutting the phone line with a knife and then waving the same knife aggressively at sam without realizing it this devolves into disturbing hallucinations in which Amelia violently murders Sam. Shortly after those visions, Amelia sees an apparition of Oscar, who offers to return to her if she, quote, brings the boy to him. Realizing that, of course, he is a creation of the Babadook, Amelia flees and is stalked through the house Seems by like the fair, Babadook. Fair trade to me. I mean, I mean, he's not exactly making your life easy, just you know, saying. <laughs> <laughs> until the Babadook does finally possess her. Under its influence, she breaks Bugsy's neck, R.I.P., and attempts to kill Sam. Eventually, luring her into the basement, Sam knocks her out. Tied up, Amelia awakens with Sam, terrified, nearby. When she tries to strangle him, he lovingly caresses her face, causing her to regurgitate an inky black substance which seemingly expels the Babadook, but of course... Sam reminds Amelia, quote, you can't get rid of the Babadook. So I do like can't that do little it. fake out. You think the throwing yeah. up means it's – but it has said earlier in the story, you don't get rid of the Babadook. Like no. that didn't – Can't let him in. Once you let him in, it's over. Yep, exactly. So he may not be in your body, but he's in the house and he's going to keep – he's coming after you guys. Oh, just, yeah. just so you know. An unseen force then drags Samuel into Amelia's bedroom. After saving Sam, Amelia is forced by the Babadook to rewatch a vision of her husband's death furious she confronts the babadook as only a mother can making the beast retreat into the basement and she locks the door behind it after this ordeal amelia and sam manage to recover amelia is attentive and caring toward him encouraging samuel with building his weapons and being impressed at sam's magic tricks they gather earthworms in a bowl and amelia takes them to the basement where the babadook resides she places the bowl on the floor for the babadook to eat the beast tries to attack her, but Amelia calms it down, where it retreats then into a corner, taking the earthworms with it. Amelia returns to the yard to celebrate Sam's birthday. Nice sweet ending there. 
And a bit of a twist, though. You know what I mean? Why worms? I think a lot of the things were just kind of like, what would be something creepy, you know? But I will say, I didn't see that twist coming at the beginning of the movie, that the Babadook would just become kind of like a house pet and replace Bugsy in the basement. You know, it's just kind of like the pet. (laughs) Because it kind of is a pet. Which is kind of like, like, it'll be okay. It's okay. It's like, okay. But normally you get something out of a pet. This is like an obligation. Like, I have to come feed you worms and like. Or what? Is it going to attack them? It sounds like she kind of has it, you know, not under control, but she kind of, like, stood up to it. Like, what's maybe the downside if she doesn't feed it, you know? Maybe it's just, like, somewhere it makes a lot of noise, because I don't think it's getting out of the basement. Maybe it's just, like, shaking Baba the house. Like... <laughs> Shut up. Damn it. Did you, you forget to feed the Babadook again? Oh, yeah, man. All right, get the flashlights. we got to get some worms. What was your note, Davis? What did you have? What did I skip over? I guess we can talk about this now. What do you... What's this movie really about to you, Ryan? What's this movie really about? Ooh, man. Uh, STDs. Uh, I'm just going to go with that. Of course. Being, uh, it followed, um, of course. What is this movie about? Um, is it like the guilt? Is that what we're going with here? I mean, I don't know. What does the Babadook represent to you? What does the Babadook represent to me? That's a good question. Is it just a monster? Is it just a just a pop-up book that likes worms? I wish I, I had put more thought into this because I know there is... The, there is clearly the heavy parental side of, you know, her her husband dying. She's, like, the only one left. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like maybe her guilt of not having that father figure for her son. But go ahead and tell me what you have. Because I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it justice giving it words. But I know it's more than just, like, I can see that they're trying to do something with, like, the symbolism yeah. of it. And I know there's a lot with the, the mother-son loving each other and, you know, standing by each other no matter what comes between them. But what do you have for us? I don't know. She was about ready to kill that kid. I mean, other than... I don't, I don't know. She just started to turn on him. Other than that. Um, okay, so, I mean, the first time I watched this movie, I thought it was like Duke just, like, represents grief, where it's like... Mm. It was kind of, like, hanging around after her husband died and once she, like, she kind of let it control her and like just kind of spiralized out from then mm-hmm. and it's like you can't ever get rid of the grief um and like get rid of that loss but like you can kind of nurture yourself in it and stuff like that but i don't know i think do you have a note to say by the way you seem excited to say something no I, i'm just listening i'm just i'm, I'm, I'm so like intent right now <laughs> okay um, but I think what it was meant was like to be like suppressed trauma or like, um, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's like how you could act out with it and that those types of right, things. Because like, yeah. she obviously like lost her husband, but she had to like continue her own life and taking care of this child and, you know, losing her husband and the kid being born all happening on one day, like puts like this really intense shadow over and the she kid. did have she had a lot of just so much pressure on her my god yeah. like constantly you could feel that in the movie my god yeah. like yeah. it really and made so, you sympathize with her so it was like you know she avoided like the trauma as much as she could and then like once she let it in it like completely took over her and it's mm-hmm. like you can't ever get rid of it but you can you kind have of to learn how to control live with it. it and yeah okay See, that's what I feel feel like that's what I was going toward. I just could not put words. You were on the way. You're on your way there. Yeah. But also how the, you know, B minus. B minus. The the family love can overcome anything where they're, you know, like, because he even Mm -hmm. says at the end, you know, he was like, you may not love me, mom, but I love you. And I'm going to, like, I was like, well, that's sweet. Um, 
Okay. And it's really I sweet like because like once she accepts like the trauma that happened, like she accept her kid for who he is. Cause she kind of yeah. like denied him being like different and which is like him me. doing the magic tricks and, or like creating the weapon. She was like, you can't do all this. And then finally at the end, she's like playing with him and doing, go ahead. <laughs> just, just be weird. Go crazy. <laughs> crazy. You well, want to shoot darts around the place? Let's do it. Why, why not? not? Well, first thing we got, Davis, scariest moment of the movie. What do you got? I there's a couple that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, not your exactly typical horror movie where I wouldn't say there's like a lot of jump scares in this movie at all. There's there even really when isn't. there are no. jump scares, it's not like. You don't get like the music surge, quick noise with it. It's just kind of like, which is there. A, we've talked about. That's man, music plays such a big factor yeah, in like yeah, so many scary moments. But I would agree. Not a ton of just like overtly like they might be sudden, but they're not huge jump scares or anything. No, 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 no. no. Um, so I've got two. I would go her killing the dog and then pulling her tooth out back to back was like a really intense moment to where you're seeing that she's definitely fully whatever possessed by this thing. Like it's, she's gone over the edge and then it quickly like escalates from there. But that was the first moment or not the first moment, but like a major moment where I was like, Oh shit. Like she's, she's gone, gone. Um, and then also kind of in that same vein, I think when she's strapped up on the ground, um, by her son and like, writhing and going back and forth and screaming was really intense too so that's those i would go with those two for myself yeah um the other honorable mentions i would go with um i had possessed amelia in the basement what you're saying amelia with the knife because you thought something might happen uh baba duke the first time it's kind of on the ceiling and about you know just when it's like the bug coming in like really quickly what's going to happen the two that I had, and I would go, I'd agree with you. I would go with Killing Bugsy. Just that whole scene's just very dark, uh, pretty intense. She goes from Killing Bugsy. Mike, I, I, I don't, yeah, this, yeah, this oh, right. Kills you know Bugsy. What? You might be on something. I just remembered a movie that we did recently where the dog died. What was it? Megan. See, I'm telling Killed you, man. Killed that dog. Killed that telling dog. You. <laughs> but it was Killing Bugsy. Then pulling her tooth out, and then she was, like, hanging on the door and, like, kicking it in. Like, this, that whole sequence was, like, pretty good. She went full hereditary on that door. She as she absolutely did. Um, the other one I would mention, and this was the only jump scare that I remember. And it, I, I, I'm not going to say it's a jump scare. It wasn't, like, terrifying. But the only one that was, like, a sudden thing was when Amelia was vibing. Um, she was having her vibe sesh. And, <laughs> and Samuel interrupts her. One, that's just terrifying and just how weird that is. is yeah but it's a quick jump and like he kind of screams like mom as he does it so there was yeah. no music but there was like a that was the one time it gets loud and it was like a very sudden thing yeah so i did think that was the only one that you could kind of describe as a um a jump scare so i would think for any women out there that's probably the scariest thing that's terrifying also. you know that's yeah. she's just trying really to bust a nut you know what i mean also like, well, you have to lock the dang door like lock the also, door also that i also mean that Anyway, also did um, he, I don't remember if he was on pill like the sleeping pills at that point. No, I don't think he was yet. Uh, I was about to say, give him an extra pill and you're fine. <laughs> you got like four pills in him. <laughs> you're fine. So but I was. I, mean, I also thought you were going to maybe say for the jump scare when 
Amelia's like looking across her kitchen window because she like can see into like her neighbor's. Yeah, uh, if there was some music room. with it, it would have been one. But yeah, it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's like a little bit of jump scare because you. That's like one of the few times you actually fully see the Babadook. It's fa- yeah, it's actual face. But, I think it's the the most clear view of its face. Yeah, you get. I 100 percent agree. But like like you said, there's nothing. It's not like a. If they added some music and made high it like piano, a, you know, noise, it, whatever, it would have been a really good one. I do like that we get to see it at least that once, like pretty good. I do like. That. I know because when it's up on the ceiling, it's like it's, it's kind of doing the the yeah, it is a bug. It's, it's doing it's the, a bug. I mean, the fast forward, quick crawl, you know, exactly. Whatever. What about the funniest moment, Davis? What do you got? <laughs> it's funny you mentioned it. Um, is it the bug? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay, it's it's is honorable it mention. Dying? Are you are you messed up? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. <laughs> Also, Bugsy. Bugsy. Oh, look at that. Bugsy. Is that a coincidence? I don't think it's a coincidence. The Mamadou can be a bug on the wall and Bugsy. Maybe. Um, But since you were talking about it, I thought it was pretty hilarious when uh, she was just trying to bust a nut and the kid pops in the room. (laughs) I mean, it it was – and they did a really good subtle – not even subtle, but a good job of, like, showing how, like, lonely she was, seeing other couples, Mm. doing that, Um, just how she just felt alone. (laughs) Pretty sure a – a commercial for like a phone sex game yes, on the TV. It did come on. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So uh, honorable that's mention what made you to like? that. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, that's uh, no honorable mention to that. Uh, actually, a really tough movie to pick one from because it is it's just a dark ass movie. Like there's really not much. I'll go with uh, pushing the girl out of the treehouse because I don't know that it was funny, but it made me happy and laugh. happy laugh. You know what I mean, dude? Mine was um, one. One, two, three, four, five moments tied because it was all the same thing I kept seeing. Every time there was action happening, it looked so bad, man. Samuel standing on the top of the swing, he's like, like he's just like standing on it. It looks terrible. Kid's got a future in the circus. My goodness. <laughs> he's got Incredible. a future in the circus. But Unreal. it was the same thing. Um, Amelia, uh, or, uh, Ruby getting pushed from the treehouse, same thing. The way she mm. falls, it looks like so like ridiculous. Hitting the Baba Duke mom with the ball, she's like standing there, the ball like bounces <laughs> off her head. Um, the mom falling in the basement is the same thing. She's like, whoa. Um, and Samuel getting pulled up the stairs just looked very. It all looked. Yeah. We'll get into this when we talk about production. There are some things I think were really good production. Any sort of, any of the physical stuff looked terrible. It looked like. A movie is crowdfunded, right? Yes, <laughs> I know. But like when, the first no, one I, I noticed, I, I wrote it down first, but then it kept happening. Was him on top of the swing? It was clearly like superimposed or something. But it was the same thing on the falls. Every time something physically happened, it always looked very cartoonish and just took me out of oh, it. and Made me laugh. So it's it's there's all a of moment where uh, where like the Babadook is like floating down the hallway towards her mm-hmm. or something, or like from the kitchen, and it's just like. It's just like yep. perfectly still floating. Yes. It's very similar to that uh the ending scene in Hereditary where uh-huh. uh, all... <laughs> she's floating up the treehouse or whatever. That which was my funniest moment. I know. I know. Uh, I know. it just looked the falls in this just there was something about I can't put my finger, there was something about all the physical things that just looked really bad. Like they just they they didn't look realistic. Him on, him on top of the swing was pretty funny. No, it's it's goofy looking. Incredible. It? He's just Absolutely like standing incredible. there. Like, it, uh, it just doesn't look good. He's like frozen, like Frankenstein on top of it, and it just looks like they took a picture of the swing set and put a sticker of him on it. And that's like, but it's like when when uh, Ruby falls, it's like a tight shot of her, like oh, like falling. I was like oh, that's terrible. 
Uh, so it's kind of all those combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Do we want to do best kill because there's only one death? Bugsy, um, my guy. I mean, it's, it's, easily it's Bugsy. Bugsy. It I is mean, Bugsy, if you want to, if you want to throw the husband in there and get dark, you could do that. I guess we but... could throw the husband in there. That's true, but yeah, it's Bugsy, really and I don't, don't want to talk the, about it anymore. The full. You're the one who's been talking about killing dogs all. I just said it happens all the time, and you're the one who said it didn't. That's why we had to talk about it more. But it does happen all the time. <laughs> Poor Bugsy, man. It was brutal too. Like, that was brutal. R.I.P. Bugsy. R.I.P. Uh, winner and loser, Davis. What do you got as the winner? The winner behind the Babadook. What do you got? Um, if this kid doesn't make it in the circus, like I just said, he's going to be on Shark Tank or something. Because like he can man, that's in- so invent true. the hell out of some stuff. He's yeah, like that's true. He's the and, dad from uh, Gremlins, man. But at, at like five years but old. At, at a yeah, it, like a. <laughs> it's incredible. My goodness, he's six years old and he's like sawing wood down in the basement and coming up with like a <laughs> backpack true. catapult thing. Are you kidding me? He had a crossbow he like made. That's it's amazing. I know. <laughs> it's incredible. I know. He's six years old. Uh, no, that's incredible. Like, it's unreal. I I'm just like I don't know. So is it, it, Samuel? It, it feels yeah, yeah. What's the, Samuel, okay. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like his life is going one of two ways. It's either he's going to lean fully into this magician thing, which not a, not a ton of money there unless you're like David Blaine or whatever, but uh, or mm-hmm. he's serial inventor for the rest of his life. I, he's not a terrible magician, I will say, for being so young. He's not awful. He did turn a quarter into a dove. I mean, that's impressive. Yes, but like... He knows one trick. Like, it's the same trick every time. He is a one-trick pony, I know. Nothing I in know. my hands. Nothing in my hands. <laughs> yeah, we get it, kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> we get it. I guess he oh, did man. another trick. He did one other trick. He he said, uh, I can make uh, blood come out of my cousin's nose. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I can make my cousin fly. You want to see? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> if he wants to pull off an impressive trick, if he can resurrect Buzz- Bugsy, <laughs> I will pay any amount of money for that magic show. Oh, any man. amount. Oh, that got me. Um, <laughs> so, what do you, what do you uh, have, Joiner? <laughs> so I really couldn't come up with that much because I agree with what you're saying about Sam. I don't think you're wrong at all. It's just I found him way too annoying, which again, that was the goal. The actor did a very good job. But he's one of the most annoying characters I've ever seen in a movie. He is bone-chillingly annoying. Like, sure. like to the level of I don't want to have kids because this could be what they look like. I, I yeah. don't – this is nightmare stuff, the way this kid <laughs> But – Yeah, yeah. Um, I went with – this one was much more serious uh, with it. There was no one in it. I just had to go familial love. Had to be. The, the love yeah. of a family. That's what won. What, what else? If you can make it through wanting to kill each other <laughs> – if you can make it through the Babadook and having that as your child, I mean, that's some strong family love. So that's all I went with. Not a whole lot to it. Yeah. It's not the most fun winner of all time. I just thought this was a good example of uh, – that's how I, that's what I took a lot of the – I didn't take it as the trauma, yeah. but kind of like, you know, family love can overcome anything, that whole type of idea. It's like, well, they yeah. nailed it because if they don't love each other, the Babadook's definitely killing them. So it's the only reason say, they even lived to the end. I mean, got to say, Samuel – at the end of the movie, he he takes it all pretty well. Like, he does. He's he's got a he's monster a living in his basement. He's like, oh, let's 
Go I got the vibe find he thinks worms it's, for it. I think it, I got the vibe he thinks it's pretty cool, right? I thought I, I definitely got the vibe that he's like. This. But for every good winner, obviously there has to be some losers for us. This one, I hope I don't take any viewers. This one was as, just very, um, very uh, practical to the movie. It, it, it's mm -hmm. just it's the Babadook. I mean, massive L for the Babadook in this one. Uh, are you sure he he found a home? Okay, like, he was out. He found a home. He was this, in a book. He was in a book. Thing, he upgraded from book to basement. Do you know? This thing does not want to be a household pet. And it comes off the end that it's like a stray dog that you brought in that's like, I'll show my teeth. Here's a treat. And it's like, oh, okay, well, this, this isn't too bad, I guess. They're domesticating the Babadook. I'm sorry. that That's ridiculous. They absolutely are. Yeah. Um. So the Babadook, massive L for you, man. Um. Sleeping is a big loser because Jesus. holy crap, if you wanted to sleep, during however long this movie takes, good luck. Good luck. It's impossible. <laughs> but between the Babadook and the kid, there's there's no sleeping. No. Um, I also, this is not a massive I, one. I, you know what? I take that back. I like to think Bugsy was very happy sleeping somewhere for most of the movie. <laughs> this is very it's true. Like, hey, Mom, come get your kid. I'm this is very a, true. I'm just sleeping over here. Uh, I wanted to give an honorable mention to Australian filmmakers as the loser. What I had mm. just mentioned as the funniest moments should not be funny moments. These are supposed to be some of the most serious moments of the movie, and I'm laughing because they look silly. But my loser, and I think we did this recently, um, or, or a version of this, uh, mm. but my loser is um, being a parent. Um, that was my honorable mention. My yeah, goodness, dude. It, this is uh, similar to Rosemary's Baby. It's a pretty strong argument for not having a kid. I'm not gonna lie, that kid brought in the Babadook. If you even without told, the Babadook, the kid's a nightmare. Say, I mean, say, if you would have just told me Samuel by himself is the spawn of Satan, I'd have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Seriously, I mean, that it, makes sense. forget the Babadook even coming in, which is obviously terrifying. By himself, he is a nightmare of a kid. Yeah. Seems like a good yeah. kid, like he's a nice kid, but he is my <laughs> seems goodness. Like a, seems like a good kid, but my god, he's a nightmare. Oh, but he's a nightmare to be around. Um, more than I thought, we just did Rosemary's Baby. And I thought, this is an example to not have kids. No, the Babadook is a bigger example why you should not have kids. It, if it could end up like Samuel, he is incessant. When they're in the oh, car yeah. and he's like kicking the back seat and just screaming her name. And like, I was like, I, I, I feel, I do not think, I, I do not think I will hit my child one day. If that was happening to me, I don't know how you don't hit him at some point. Day after day of him screaming at you, not doing blatantly not doing what you're saying, breaking stuff around the house, screaming your name and kicking things. Oh my god. I'm causing it where you can't even go to school anymore. You have to stay home with him. Yeah. Oh man. The fact that there's not like just she's not just beating the crap out of him is is a miracle. So I it's, had to be being a parent. It's the same thing with pushing his cousin out of the uh the treehouse. Mm -hmm. 100%. I don't I don't think I don't think I would never uh, pull a knife on my kid, but in this situation, I get it. I do get, like, exactly, I, I get it. <laughs> exactly. Would I threaten my kid with a knife? No. Do I fault her for doing it though? Absolutely nah, not. Like nah. I do I not. It. I get it. Especially if he's is. running around with uh, weapons in the house, you gotta also defend true. yourself. You gotta defend yourself. He what, dome what do you her think? with that baseball. <laughs> what do you think, Davis? What's your uh, loser? I mean, yeah, I already said honorable mention was. To, to parenting or wanting any kids anytime soon because I was like, yeah, I'm good. We're on Pick the same page? Extra box condoms on the way home. Um, double wrap it. Um, anyways, but <laughs> <laughs> just go for a vasectomy while you're going. <laughs> yeah, um, just go for the full-on vasectomy. <laughs> um, 
I feel like we may have done this with other movies, but I put my loser as the screen time for the Babadook. Mm. One of those movies where you have a very singular prominent uh, villain or horror like character, not much screen time at all. Not very much screen time. You add it all together, what is it like? Thirty seconds? Because they're all brief. If that, yeah, it's seconds. Um, It's it's measured in seconds, not minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know how much better or worse this movie becomes if you give him more screen time. Um, it's kind of one of those things like in Jaws where it's like, oh, you don't see the shark very much, but it's like, yeah, that makes it scarier because it's I've the thought fear about of the that. unseen, Would it, you know? I'm I mean? guessing it's one of those things that we talked about even with Rosemary's Baby where maybe they just didn't have, which based off the physical action we got that made me laugh, I'm guessing if we got more, it would have hurt it, which if probably, if that's the case, good job. Right. Like, don't, don't show it to us if it's going to look terrible. Right. When everything's at a split second, it's tough to totally you only get like a general idea. So I agree yeah. with I agree with, I agree with what you're saying. But on the other hand, like the one shot that you do get mm-hmm. like a detailed look at him across the uh It doesn't look across bad. Across the I was like, holy shit, he looks terrifying. But um So, you know, uh for for as prominent as character is he in, and he lives and gets to stay in the basement for free, rent free, by the way, in this mm-hmm. economy. Huh. Wow. Um, but for yeah. all that he, uh, all that he ends up getting, really no screen time. Doesn't have much to show he, for it. I, I haven't thought about that. In the history of movie making, is he the least shown titular character ever? To really have a movie named after him and literally get seconds of screen time total. That's a really good question. You know what? Uh, a little teaser here for what's coming this summer. Um, another movie where that happens, uh, hmm. It Chapter 2. Pennywise is like... Yeah, he is, but not to almost, this level. Where no, not to this seconds, level, but it's but yes, very in little. Chapter 2, he is very barely in it. But I'm just, I can't imagine a movie where it would have to not be shown. Whoever it's named after would have to literally not oh, be shown to be less than this. I've got it. Friday the 13th. It is like all POV shots until like the very end. But it's not named Jason. I'm talking about the, the titular, like it's named after them. Okay. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to work with you here. I don't know. I can't just... I can't think of one. I really cannot Jaws, like you mentioned, it's not seconds of him. No, it's definitely not. So we have two projects coming from this uh this podcast. Me- we gotta Megan? find all the all the horror movies where uh dogs die or live. Or live. Mm-hmm. And we have to find out uh, what what movies the titular character does not show very much. But like Megan, Megan's not in it for like one second. She's in the whole thing. No, you she know? is. Yeah, she's everywhere. She got her money's worth. The Bobby did not get his money's worth. Which you don't have to pay much. He just wants worms. Like it's, yeah, you just give him some nice worms. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow, leave it in. I'm don't edit it out. <laughs> well, let's get to what we have. This Amber alerts. <laughs> The Babadook <laughs> has kidnapped young Samuel. There is a uh, Amber Alert in Oklahoma for Samuel, so uh, shout out. Uh, let's get to why we've been we allowed have... to make more weapons. He would have been fine. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> let's let's Thanks, get to why Mom. we have this movie in the first place, Davis. Rating scary movies one to one hundred on our all-time scary movie list. We will have five categories. Davis and I each rank these movies. Rate them one to ten. We each have a score out of fifty. We add those together, and we have a score out of 100. Math. What we will start with, as always, Davis, the story. What do you think of the story of the Babadook? Interesting note that I forgot to write down. 
but it has to do with the story. I forgot about this. Um, what's her name? Jennifer Kent wrote and directed the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She owns the right to the movie, and she specifically said for no amount of money will she ever let anybody, including herself, make a uh, sequel to this movie. Well, that's ridiculous. Any amount of money? That's ridiculous. what she said. I would it's... let my favorite movie ever have the worst sequel of all time if you give me like $100 million. I mean... You would let Nomeo and Juliet have a sequel. <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, I would. I'm pretty sure that already has a sequel. I was just trying to think of the most random movie that was going to be your favorite movie of all time. But The Brave Little Toaster 2? Is that what we're talking about, Davis? Oh, I swear to God, if you make a sequel of that, we're going to I'd watch. Fight. Gonna we're going to fight. But yeah, what do you think of the story? What do you got? Um... First of all, I want to say, uh, before all of my rankings, just to get it out there, I fucking love this movie. I think this movie is really, really good. Really, really good. Um, so story... Best movie, best scary movie of all time? No, absolutely not. Oh, well, you said Top five for me? Top five for me, absolutely. Wow, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Potentially top three. I don't know... Yes, I know. Potentially top one. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay, okay. Um... And I want to say top three. It's probably number three if it's top three. Um, story is really, really good. Um, it is. It's able to be fleshed out as much as it needs to be, without losing like any entertainment value. Like we have an hour and thirty minute movie, and we get everything we could possibly need for backstory for this mom and her son without it being feeling like it's completely unnecessary or we're taking away from the movie. Like everything that comes through the story about her being stressed out about the kid being different about the situation that she's in with her husband or with her sister, it all like lends to the anxiety of the movie and what's like driving Driving the Babadook to, like, be a thing, honestly. Um, and then once, you know, you get kicked off with the Babadook, it's a good it's a good pace of, you know, kind of getting him here and there. Like, he's going to make some noises during the night. Then he's going to come in the room. Even if you get rid of the book, it's still going to be there. It's kind of watching you from the police station. It's It's all around. And the ending... And kind of what the story represents is like super sweet. And I think it's a really clever way to make a horror story about something so different and kind of important and like mental health, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. And for the ending to, for the story to end with the Babadook living and for it to have a happy ending, honestly, for a horror story is very unique and the whole story itself is very unique all that to say i'm i had remembered this is my second time watching the movie i had remembered what this movie was about and i was like still blown away by the story get the air horns ready it's a 10 whoa we haven't had a 10 in so long wow i know it's been a long time it's been a long time it's been a long time i don't know i've literally do not think we've had one in season two 
in all of season two, I do not think we've had a ten. I, maybe I just had ten blue balls. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It's very possible. <laughs> um, I knew you'd be higher than me. And uh, <laughs> Amelia wasn't busting one in the movie, so I, I had to bust one somewhere. <laughs> Here's, I knew I'd be lower than you. Um, and I don't mean any disrespect by. It. I mean, obviously, I'll be lower. You're a ten. Uh, yeah. I really I like the story. I do like how uh, unique it was, and th- I've had a really I've been thinking about this because you you touched on something that I'm trying to describe, but I can't quite get there. I do think we get everything we need, but I wish there was more in the story. Does that I don't know if that makes sense. Like I wanted more, but we do get everything we need. I just wanted more out of it. I, I we we touch on like we get that she's lonely. I just wish I saw that manifest in in different ways that weren't just kind of like the same ones, you know, repeated. I get what um, you mean. There's there's a little bit left that's wanted out of like yes. the story of her losing her husband. Like yes, they wanted, show like kind of vague scenes of the car crash, but there's not really. Yes, I wanted more about the husband, but also, can I get some good times with Samuel? It's only present day. It's miserable. Like so to cut to it, I gave it a seven. I don't mean any disrespect, but I thought it was a good story. It just – and like I said, we do get enough. No doubt. I'm not just like, well, mm. what's happening? The story makes complete sense. I My favorite things I liked about it is how original it is. Like it is a very mm. original story. Um, to be a horror story and have this sweet side of it, what it means with the family, I do like it. I just wish it was fleshed out more. So when you had said that it was that. fleshed out, I think it's enough for the movie. I just want – I was left with more. I could have gotten an eight – so the fact that you're a 10, like, it does even it out a little bit better. Because I was going to go an 8. Yeah. I ended up going with a 7. So, uh, and I knew you'd be higher. I was like, I I know he's going to be higher. I did not think you'd be a 10, but I thought you'd be an 8 or a 9. So I was like, because I see how original it is. I do think it's a very original story. Mm. I just wanted, it felt like there was a whole side that was ignored. We get the side of Samuel's really annoying and he has these problems. And, um, you know, she's really struggling with it. But I feel like there's another side of, like, why does losing her like we know losing your spouse would be tough, but yeah. can we see some of the good times? Like, can we? It felt like we got one side of everything that's happening now, but not a whole lot of history. You know, I get what um, you. Yeah. But what is there is well above average, and that's why I'm at not even a six, but at a seven. And I was flirting with the eight because um, it's definitely no doubt an above average story, very different. And I think they did a good job with it. I think they did a very mm. good job um, making it different without it just being. It could have been way worse, and and what I'm saying that we're lacking, oh, it could have been like this doesn't make absolutely. any sense. Like this, yeah, you know, it makes sense what's in there. I was just left wanting more, which at the same time, that's also the downside of an original story. You're gonna be like, well, it was original, but how much more could we have gotten? Right. In this? So yeah, which isn't totally fair, but that's kind of where I landed on it. I gotta ask, uh, Brent, why did why did you think I would be I'd be so high on the story? I, I just like Hereditary. You and I just have different tastes in scary movies. When I watch this, I'm like this is a Davis scary movie. I guarantee has a higher rating on it. Like I like some weird uh, shit. I like some weird yes, stuff thrown in there. Not even like super weird. I can just get the vibe when it's different. If it's a different scary movie, you're gonna have it higher. Like it's sure. just kind of the, the way it's been. Honestly, um, like, while you said that, this movie feels so much like Hereditary. Like in certain, I say. Not- Hereditary feels a lot like yes. this movie. It's it, not as depressing. Like Hereditary yeah. is much more depressing. But it's like uh, all, all still very negative. Like there's but no. It's, yeah, it's a lot of negative like, stuff. Yeah. What about the scariness, Davis? What do you think? This is a scary movie podcast. How <laughs> how scary did you find the Babadook? Um, this is also high. This is my type of scary movie, and it's not that there's stuff that's just like horrifying scary, but it's 
constant tension and anxiety like the entire movie um whether that tension is coming from <laughs> just the samuel screaming in the car or i mean kind of feeling the sympathy of feeling exhausted with his my mother. nerves were um, on fire around him i mean that okay is i'm, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm like, was... glad you said that because honestly like my nerves were extremely high for the entire movie i was like it's it's somewhat uncomfortable to watch this movie just mm -hmm. because it's so yeah so anxiety inducing but when you actually do also get to the more horror side of the movie, I still think it's really solid. It doesn't play like on the jump scares, which I think it probably could have snuck some more in there and been even scarier of a movie. But seeing like Amelia descends into mm -hmm. like psychotic behavior and threatening her kid. And I mean, she takes like a complete different you know approach when she's fully possessed by the babadook um i think it's just horrifying honestly and um i do wish that the babadook was shown a little bit more because there mm -hmm. are certain points where like the babadook isn't a scary thing i would say mm -hmm. like the whole it being on the ceiling i was like i don't know it's yeah. it's a little bit of a yeah. jump scare but after you've seen it once, you're like, okay, that wasn't that bad. Um, mm -hmm. I think overall, though, it's more of the entire tension of the movie. And mm -hmm. when it gets to, like, the climax of, you know, she's chasing her kid around the house and trying to kill the kid and killing the dog and pulling the teeth out. Mm -hmm. Very creepy. And I just, I find this movie so tense that it's horrifying, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. So another really high one. I went with a nine. Whoa! Yeah. No. yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Almost air horn time. Um, almost. I, almost. I do agree with what you're saying as far as there's not those jump scares. It is more of a tension. Um. Just uh, a lot of t a lot of tense moments keeps you on the edge. Yeah. Um. And even some is not even scary. Just like like when when Samuel's losing his mind in the car and everything it's just like holy crap dude like you you yeah, have to calm yeah. down like um i do agree with what you're saying i think they did a really good job of the tension you know she's in the room you can hear stuff in the halls my biggest problem with the scariness was i i agree with what you're saying i think the tension and the build up was great there is very little payoff and i i think that's the difference between you and i you you mm. put a lot of or not I'll put a lot of stock into you really enjoy the tension parts of it, the buildup, yeah. I really need the payoff. So it's not terrible, but with almost, like what we were saying, there's no jump scares. A lot of mm. it is, I, I, I agree. I don't know where this would fit in. Maybe in acting, you know, but I completely agree. Her descent into her madness or being pissed is very, very good, mm. but it's more scary in a conceptual, like what if this happened way, but not when I'm watching. I never got that feeling that I look for in the movies. Like I saw in The Strangers, I gave it a nine, which was very, very high. I mean, mm. well, you have a nine here. And that yeah. was because it was always kind of like, it was sticking with me. Like there was something in my chest. In this, I never felt that. It never felt like this was like popping out of me. And like, I can feel like, oh, man, what's going to happen? Yeah. You're probably not going to like this one. I gave it a four, Davis. I give it a four, a below average and... Whoa! I gotta stand by it, man. Not wow, even at an average wow. level. I know. Not even at an average level was I scared because we don't get the payoff, 
And the few things we do see when you were saying, like, how we don't see the monster enough, which I completely agree with, this is my first time ever watching it. And not one time. There was, a, like, when, she, when she's looking through the window at the neighbor, you can see it. I think there were cool shots of the Babadook. Never mm. once when the Babadook arrives do I feel anything. Am I, like, oh, my, like, feeling scared. I don't think they did necessarily anything bad. It was just there was nothing. There wasn't much in it that really pulled me. And every time we were just about to get it. We wouldn't see enough of the monster. Nothing would happen. Even in the basement, what's going to happen here? And that just left me, like, you were talking about the blue balls of getting scared. I thought this was right. The Babadook <laughs> is right up there as far as blue balling you. Um, and I edges just, you. Edges it you has, it has all of the ingredients. It just didn't quite get there. And that's why I said it was a below average. I, I think it's so close. Like, the difference between me being a four here and a seven or an eight is really not that much. But I need some of those <laughs> three or four points. I, mean. I need some of those massive buildups to really pay off. Even that whole hallway thing. It was minutes. And I was like, oh, this is going to yeah. be really good. And then it just crawls really quick. It looks like a bug and like jumps at her. And I'm like, I needed more out of that. I, I, and she's screaming at it. It's spreading its wings. But it's almost entirely covered by the darkness. I'm like, come mm. on. So <laughs> it's a four. Um, I did not think you'd be a nine on that one. I knew I'd be lower. But... That's yeah, pretty, I was, pretty I mean, difference. just to explain a slightly more, I was also extremely surprised having seen this movie before mm-hmm. on the second watch. I was very surprised at how like scary intense it was. Like I didn't think mm-hmm. just knowing already what the story was. And it is I a downer. Know. Like it does stick with yeah. you throughout just being like that. What you're saying about hereditary where it is down and like pulls you down. But mine's like, there is a level of that that's scary. Don't get me wrong. It's just I need those like actual scary moments, not just the dread. Basically, is what I'm saying. Um, but this is why we have the podcast because we have very different perspectives on these, and that's why. So you're are we saying that um, you're you're scared of more of the practical things, and I'm just am I just scared of life? Is that what's going? Maybe on? that's what it is. Do this we need to go to my child? Do I need to go to therapy real quick. <laughs> Let's get into this. Right? Could this be my child? That's terrifying. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay on the couch real quick. We're gonna talk. About <laughs> But this is why we have the podcast, you know. A, a Am seven I afraid to a of my mother? Is that what's going on? <laughs> a seven and a ten on the story, but a four and a nine, we balance each other out. So it's a good part about this podcast. What about the acting, Davis? What'd you think? What do you think of the acting of the Babadook? This is an interesting category for this movie because it's basically mm-hmm. two people for the movie, right? And then pretty, pretty much, yeah. Fiddle it, like whittle it down even more. It's kind of just one person because one person's a six-year-old. He was actually six years old when he, the they That's filmed so crazy. this movie, which he did good for a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. you're telling a six-year-old to scream and kick. Like, I like, I don't want to downplay his performance because it was decent. But like, he's playing a six-year-old who's angry and yelling and screaming. So. I don't give much to him. Mainly what this is centered around for me is um, the mom, Amelia, and her how she plays a character, which I think is pretty excellent. Um, the way she, I mean, she's got to go to a lot of places. She's got to, you know, pretend to be happy at the cousin's birthday party or she's feeling a little bit happy because she's like got a crush on a guy at work. Or she's stressed because she's got to go pick uh, Samuel up from school again. Or she's stressed for the thousand other reasons that Samuel stresses her out. And then you got her, like we already talked about, kind of descending into her like psychotic state where she's 
not sleeping or she's like up all night watching the TV or pulling her tooth out, all that stuff. And then when you get to the very end of her, like fully possessed, her screaming on the ground and strapped up, I thought it was all really impressive. And every single part of the way she plays each bit of that character, Amelia, I think is really impressive. It's really impressive. Um, because she has to cover a lot of ground. She has to cover a lot of ground as that character. Um, so we're high again. We're going nine. Um, we're the closest on this one. Probably the closest will be on all the range. I gave it an eight. Um, yeah. I'm by far, well, not by far. I mean, my story was a seven. This is my highest category. I was very impressed. And I don't, I don't want to just move past this. Well, I'll come back to the mom. Um, the kid, I still think, did a very good job. I, yeah. I agree for the most part. He's just being angry and stuff. But... He does have the sweet moments. Like, he he's – I mean, even if you're just saying act crazy and be mean, he's still six. I couldn't yeah. act on, like, six years old. Like, even yeah. if it's act like yourself, like, I still don't think I could do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when, he, when he does, like, act sweet, like, try to – like, when he's trying to get his mom back after he's, like, strapped her up in the basement. Like, yes. That is – Solid, yeah. But it's it's that plus. But even when he's going crazy, it's still not easy when you're on camera. Right. You're you know like I don't want to just move past that. But, um, but the rest of the cast is fine. Whoever plays the Babadook, what I mean, you barely see him. <laughs> Killed it if you ask me. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the the sisters fine. The kind of like I think they were hinting the guy at work supposed to be kind of like a love interest. Yeah, like a little bit. You know, he's fine. But yes, I agree. It's about Amelia. And she kills it. Um, I only went with an eight just because it's tough to give anything higher like an nine or ten when it is based off one person. But when I'm looking yeah. at one person, she by herself probably is a nine or a ten. Like she was really, yeah. really good. And I'm not taken away for anyone else. I'm not similar, saying that. Similar ish to like The Shining, where you've got like one actor carrying mm-hmm. the entire movie. Exactly. You know. What I mean? Um. No, I I think you're exactly right. Um. So. I don't fault you at all for being higher. Like I said, I still thought eight was really good because it is really one character. Um, but yeah, I yeah. gave it an eight. I and and I really think there's no negatives. I really think for me, it was just if I'm going to give a high rating for the acting in a movie, I need more overall. Does that make sense? It's got to be no. It's got to be more more people. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's nothing. It's either got to be more. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like more. Yes. It's not okay. against okay. her, and it's not even against anyone else in the cast pulling her rating down. It's just I need more if I'm going to say it's above an eight. I guess it's kind of where I'm getting at with it. Um, no, I agree with that. No, I yeah. agree with that. But what she gave is, I mean, in she was incredible in her part. The, the descent into madness, how she was as a super loving mother, but also like an insane, uh, possessed um, – you know, mom by this creature, like she really gets the gambit all in between it. She did an incredible job. So not quite as high as you, but obviously I'm right Absolutely. there with an eight. So I was, I mean, I'm very Still impressed. Very high. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm very, very impressed. What'd you yeah. say? I said still very high. Still very high. Like, oh yeah. No, no, absolutely. That's it. What about production, Davis? The production of the Babadook. What'd you think? This, One to ten. this is my lowest category. Not that it's low. But this is my lowest category. Um, And I get part of that is going to be because it is like handicapped because of the budget. Like flat out is a low Mm -hmm. budget film. So 
they yeah. I mean they were handicapped by that. Um there's nothing mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. spectacular about the directing. Um there's no particular shots that I thought were great or anything. If anything, there were some shots that maybe are slightly annoying, like the whole Baba Duke on the ceiling thing. I thought that shot was kind of annoying. Um mm-hmm. so nothing great there. Where most of this gets bumped up for me is kind of in the details of the movie where I thought they did really well with mm. the production. Um, and I am interested because I noticed it's very little when I first watched the movie, and I'm wondering how much you noticed it, if at all. Um, but I noticed it a lot more the second watch. They do a... Well, first of all... Sorry to back up a little bit. They... I think the work they do with like harsh light and shadows in this movie is really, really good. They're, they do a ton with mm-hmm. shadows that yes. I'm very, very impressed with. Um, that you don't see, or I haven't personally seen in a lot of other horror movies. Like, yes, things are dark and shadowy in other horror movies, but they do, they purposely like push the shadows on this movie that I like a lot. And to go along with that, there's, I don't know how many scenes because I kind of tried to look, but didn't want to be like consumed by it while watching the movie. There's a decent amount of scenes mm-hmm. where they put a shadow in the background or something that kind of looks like the Babadook. Kind of looks like a yeah. top hat, yeah. or mm-hmm. is that you know shadow something? And I think details like that are really impressive. Or like the scene where mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. finding the uh, the cockroaches coming out from the refrigerator. Um, if yeah, you yeah. if you notice the wall, during yeah. that scene in the background, the back door to the kitchen is like slightly cracked, and it kind of looks like there's a shadow through like that tempered glass, whatever it's called. And then when she mm-hmm. kind of snaps out of it and is showing the investigators, whatever they are, um, where she thought the cockroaches are coming out, they show that there's no hole in the wall and you can notice too that the like that shadow and the back kitchen door is closed. So it's all of those details and like shadow work that I'm the most impressed with this movie and why I'm bumping the um bumping the directing and producing category up for this. Because there is other stuff like we already kind of talked about the Baba Duke like floating extremely still towards the camera was like, ugh, not great. Or the the Baba Duke on the ceiling is like not just didn't look great. Um but that's again, like we've said, one of those things where they probably understood that they were handicapped by budget and they didn't show the Baba Duke a lot because it wouldn't be smart to. All of that long windedness to give it an eight at the end. Wow. We are going to end in a very <laughs> Is this gonna be our biggest gap yet? Final, no doubt. Uh, I, well, I I'm not on production. I'm, I'm just like you mean like as overall a movie gap or overall this gap. category. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I don't <laughs> think we'll have a bigger gap than scariness being a five. Uh, maybe, but I I doubt it. Um, but um, I do agree with the shadows, the subtle things they did. Uh, there was actually one um, one shot I thought was really good. I I can't remember if she's in. I don't think she's in bed. But she's lying down. She's doing, or maybe she's in the chair, or something. But it's showing her like kind of shake, and it's like it's sped up. But it's showing like it's kind of like almost like the head is like lagging as it's you know looking mm-hmm. around. I thought that was a really cool shot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I agree. There wasn't like a whole lot of super cool shots or things like that. Um, right. And sound mixing wasn't bad. There wasn't really anything to it. I mean, there's just, like, no. there just wasn't any. Um, so nothing bad. I do agree. I like the subtle things they dropped. None of them impressed me to a crazy amount just because it was kind of like it was fine. Um, I did like that they put them in there, but it wasn't like I, I know that's a bigger thing for you than just for me. We've talked about that mm-hmm. in the past. You like the subtle background type thing. So that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I get that. <laughs> I get where that yeah. factors in big for you. And for me, I was like, oh, those are cool touches. They didn't win. Now, if you could have seen the Babadook in the background more often, like actually instead of just like alluding to something, I think that would have won me over more. I get that. Um, But I think it was all kind of a draw across the board. I like certain things. There were other, like, um, like what I'm mentioning right now. These are things I liked about it. None of them blew me away, but there are things I liked. The main things I I pull away from are there was not a whole lot of creativity to it, I thought, um, production-wise. But also um, the way that uh, the – not only was there not much creativity, the fact that I was laughing at certain things, like the falling down (laughs) type things, was – that's going to hurt. If I'm laughing at some of the production, that hurts – I'm below average. I'm at a four, Davis. I'm uh, very low. Uh, we might be setting a record for overall score. It, I, biggest I promise you. Today. I guarantee we, we already be. looked up. The uh, biggest gap we have is 11. So I guarantee you it's, we're already past Yeah, we're that, probably so. already there. We're probably already there. Uh, currently, we are 3, 8, 9, 13 difference. So unless I'm above you on entertainment, uh, which I'm going to assume I'm is gonna impossible. I'm going to go ahead and say probably not. Yeah. Well, let's, get, let's get to it, Davis. <laughs> What's your entertainment? How entertained were you by the Bob Duke? Let's do it. Um, don't do it, Davis. Don't. No, I'm, I'm not. Doing okay. it. I'm, not, I'm actually <laughs> not doing it. I'm actually not doing it. Um, but we're close. Um, so I got to say that this, when I personally talk about entertainment for a horror movie, this is like directly up my alley. Hour and 30 minutes. No BSing, waiting, wasting time. Like we are right into the the tension and the scares and all of that. Um, I think it was only like 30 or maybe 20 or so minutes in that you get the, the book come up for the first time, which is great. I don't want to waste time the entire, like half the movie just waiting for something scary to originally happen. Mm -hmm. And there was already stuff like that was adding tension with, you know, Samuel acting out already since the beginning of the movie. So, I was really happy with the pacing of it. And again, it's the type of movie where I think that once it starts, it like grabs you and doesn't really give you much room to breathe. Like it's, mm-hmm. you don't have many scenes where you can relax. You like briefly can when you're, you know, she's talking to her like love interest or kind of at the kid's birthday party. But at the same time, you're getting stuff that's valuable to like her and valuable yeah. to the story. True. So there's not, True. there's not a lot of wasted time in this movie, um, which I really appreciate. And then once you do get to the climax of the scares and what's actually going on, it's not, it's not the sort of thing where we've seen like, it's a little, or like a big reveal scare and then we're going to cut away to something else. It's, it's pretty consistent once you do get to that climax of the scares. So no, I'm not going a 10 because I do think thank God also part of the reason that it's not as entertaining and I could see why people wouldn't like it is it's kind of an uncomfortable movie to watch at times. Like it's, 
it's somewhat difficult to sure. watch, which doesn't yeah. always make it entertaining. And I get that. Um, but I think that also lends to the scariness of the movie. Um, so I'm ending up at a nine still ending up at a nine still, um, still, still very, still high. very high. It's, it's like I said, it's up directly up my alley for what I want to scary movie. Not long, very intense, very focused and just grab my balls and don't let go. <laughs> you used to say grab me by the throat, and this that was a little more. No, we've moved south. More... We've moved south. We've been talking about blue balls and stuff, edging and all that stuff to do. So why not? It fits in, sure. Why not? Oh, it um, fits. It... <laughs> so this one, I feel like this one was a tough one for me because I agree with what you you were just saying. Is uncomfortability can factor in to the entertainment. Yeah. Um, that now that's not. It wasn't a huge factor when I was picking out the entertainment it was definitely a factor though like yeah, um yeah because entertainment really isn't we've talked about this in the past it's not even did i like the movie or it's really like did i can I like fun? a movie and yeah. be like man but it was tough to watch you know or, yeah. or whatever um but uh i'd say that the positives of it were exactly what you're saying the story was original that goes back to that one the acting kept me engaged for a lot of it just watching for the sure. that's what more than anything that probably kept me and just the anticipation of waiting to see it. Here's the negatives, Davis. Here are the negatives. We do not see the Babadook for the first time until halfway through. It was Fair. starting to piss me off that we were 44 <laughs> minutes in with 45 to go. The first time she looks through the window and the Babadook shows up for a half a second or a Fair. tenth of yep. a second. I go, finally, <laughs> finally. And I get build up. I do. It's named the freaking Babadook. Like, <laughs> let's get the Babadook in it this in thing. Book, you know, it was chilling out in the book. Like, yeah, in the book, exactly. Um, I, I like what we get with it. I needed more. I feel like we're, we're reversing roles on this because I couldn't disagree more that if there's a movie <laughs> that should be about forty five minutes long, it's the Babadook. It should not be an hour and a half. This thing dragged multiple times throughout. <laughs> oh. Multiple times throughout the movie. I'm on my phone praying when the no hell is this way. thing going to be over 100 i swear to you i swear to you there were multiple scenes where the same things kept happening kept happening kept oh he oh samuel's uh screaming about something oh she looks tired oh she's going to sleep oh it's morning he's screaming again there's a sound but we're not going to show you the babadook it was <laughs> pissing me off how little we were getting from the babadook and the fact that this you know what i'm talking the same thing kept happening over and over and it absolutely was dragging for me. I am shocked you are saying it didn't drag for you, that it was consistently keeping your attention. Because you're the number one, like, this thing is dragging know, for me. This is one of the slowest movies I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the fact that you don't feel that way absolutely blows my mind. Oh, I my was, God. I was multiple times like, can we speed this thing up? This movie would at least double in entertainment value if it was 45 minutes long. Having said all of that... I did not hate it. This is my lowest category. Rip the band-aid off, please. I gave the entertainment a three. Oh I gave it a three. <laughs> we are nowhere close on this one. And I knew from the get-go, when you gave the story a ten and scariness and I said, we are not in the same universe on this movie. Let it be which known. I kind of like, but. If I wasn't recording this on a, a company computer, it would be thrown right now. <laughs> So Davis, I don't want to crap on it anymore. You already, you already said the things you like. I was a checking three. my phone. 
I was checking my phone multiple times saying how much longer. Oh um, so the overall is by a mile. Yeah, no joke. The biggest difference we have. Our biggest ever was Hereditary, 11 points, 40... Ooh. I was what a surprise that um, a movie I feel so similarly to, to Hereditary. Um, is... I at least got... I understood where you were coming from with Hereditary, though. I disagreed, but I understood. I was a 35, you were a 46. For the Babadook, you are slightly lower at a 45. I am all the way down at a 26. 26 for me, 45 for you. Oh my god! <laughs> so, Davis. Jesus a nine, Christ! A you tanked my movie! You tanked my movie. A 19 point difference. No, no, no. You raised the movie <laughs> that really shouldn't be that high. That's what happened. So, Davis. We now have this. Did not tie anything. I'll tell you that this did not tie anything. That's but, unfortunate. I could have used a uh, a Twitter poll for this. Movie. So this is a. Th- we have thirty seven now. We don't have thirty seven spots because there are some ties. But thirty seven. Where does this come in? What, what do you think? And, oh, I guess I didn't do the math first. So mm. forty five for Davis. Thir- twenty six for me. It's a seventy one overall. Where do you think that comes in between one and thirty seven? This is hard to guess for me because anything I'm gonna guess, I just am gonna feel like it should be higher. Yeah, yes, ranking. no doubt. And I'm gonna that's what, that's the problem. You're gonna think it should be way higher. I'm gonna be like, this is way too high. <laughs> um, seventy-one. Uh, yes. Um, I'll I'll reverse it. Seventeen. Seventy-one gets seventeen. It's a pretty good guess. That's a pretty good guess. So out of thirty-seven. The Babadook from 2014 coming in at a 71 out of 100 comes in at number 14, Davis. Ooh, 14. okay. Top 15 I'll take. I will 14. take top 15. It's way too high, but it is number 14. Nah, so I'll take top 15. What it's behind, what it's behind, Scream is four points higher, which it should, Scream should be about 30 points higher. Um, what? Dude, oh, I will oh die on this hill. Scream is, uh, okay. You think the Babadook is better than Scream? Oh, absolutely. What that do you mean, do I think? fires me that's, up. That that's just fires a, that's me That's a up. fact. That's not even an opinion. Oh, man. That <laughs> We've got a real, uh, we got a real Skip and Shannon thing going right now. We really do on this one, yes. <laughs> Scream is a 75. Saw is a 74. I'm, I'm Shannon, by the way. So, <laughs> Scream is a 75. That's four points higher. Saw is a 74. That's three points higher. Halloween is a 72. That's two points higher. And Sinister seventy two is one point higher. God. No, don't even. Don't Sinister even. Don't easily believe this movie. That I'm is okay with blasphemous. Saw, saw and like Halloween. I don't Sinister exactly agree, Scream, but I'm okay with it. Sinister and no. Scream would break the ankles of the Babadook on the basketball floor. Not even close. Not Babadook, even close. The Babadook close. is on the ceiling. It doesn't need ankles. What are you talking about? <laughs> Here's what it's above, so you can feel good about it. Thank you. Three points below is The Cabin in the Woods. Four points that, below. Okay, we're talking about Blasphemous. The fact that this movie's in the same breath I as agree. Cabin the fact the that Woods. this is above The Cabin in the Woods is pretty oh, blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it, is, it is four points ahead of Poltergeist. It's five points ahead of The Exorcist. Five and ahead of Child's Play. You tanked my movie so hard, dude. You take You raised so it above hard. all these movies. What are you talking about? Cabin in the Woods? 
can we just do a poll on Twitter anyways? Which Absolutely. movie's better, the Babadook? No, the no. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put on Twitter. I'm going to put out Scream, Sinister, Babadook. Vote for your favorite. I promise you the Babadook gets the least amount of votes out of those three. I guarantee I don't, it. I don't want favorite, though. I want But those better. are the ones you said. What's the best? I'll just say which ones. It's However we word it, that'll be the least. Because you said those are the two it should be higher than, right? Scream and Sinister. Absolutely. So I'm going to put it out there. All three of those, Babadook will finish last. Part of me wants to do that, and part of me don't doesn't want to be let down again because... What was, you will be let down. What was the other? I will die on this hill. Scream being number ten in ours is too low already. The fact that you think the Babadook is higher than Scream is Absolutely. truly blowing my mind. Truly, I cannot believe we have a, such a similar taste in Sony movies, and this could not be more different. This could not be more different. It's a masterpiece. I don't know what you're talking about. I agree. Scream is a masterpiece. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. okay Scream is a masterpiece. I don't want to take away from that, but. Okay, thank you. Well, we could be here all day, but Davis, we gotta go. We get we got two more questions before we get out of here. Duke, dude, the Duke, the Duke. The <laughs> first thing, Davis, could this happen in real life? What do you think? Could the Baba Duke happen in real life? Um, metaphorically, absolutely. It happens every day. Hey, I put this. I, <laughs> I literally put hallucin- I put hallucination wise. Yeah, like literally, no. But like, could they hallucinate? Like, I mean, well, I mean, and- they do say you know. What with like sleep paralysis and that sort of That's stuff? What, they do yeah, say so, they do say like the quote unquote hat man is like the person you, so there you see go. the most so often. So in that way, hallucination wise, yeah. yeah, at literally could this happen? No, but like, are you, are you going to domesticate the Babadook in your basement? Yeah, no, probably no. not. Last one, cool. though. I, I, I don't want to rule it out. It'd be kind of cool. I, w- I wonder what this answer will be. Would you recommend yeah. this movie, Dave? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Caveat to that. If you're a person that can't handle any sort of difficulty, like unco- being uncomfortable watching a movie, then no, you're going to hate this movie. That's true. Yeah, absolutely hate this movie. So there's definitely people I wouldn't recommend it to. But if you're a horror movie enthusiast or liker at all, this is near the top of my suggestions. And you um, agree with me. End of, and, end of, well, okay, we're going to do the outro now. Um, so we've... <laughs> We we have thirty. No, thirty-seven. No, movies. don't you dare do what you're. Thirty-six about. times I have recommended the movie, and I say when it's a classic, when it's good, I will always recommend it. I I do say that, and I stand by it. There are a lot of good things to like in this movie. Um, I do not hate this movie. Would I recommend this movie? The answer for the first time in thirty-seven movies is no. I would not recommend this movie. Um, Davis is is distraught right now but i i did not know he would have this movie ranked so high i'm really trying to figure out how to tell you after this recording ends that i quit the podcast (laughs) here's my reasoning here's my reasoning for why i would not recommend it it's not because i didn't like it okay no i wasn't a huge fan of it but that is not why that is not why it is extremely depressing and it in my opinion it moves very slow if I'm recommending a movie to someone, I'm not going to say, so what's it about? Well, it, it, it's really depressing. Like you already said, the material is very sad, very deep. Mm-hmm. So it's very depressing, and I thought it really dragged. Well, those are not exactly two things that I look for in a movie that I recommend. Those are the two reasons. Not because I hate the movie. Those are the two main reasons of why I would not recommend this movie. Which You're giving me Dave, cricks in my neck right now. Davis <laughs> is hurt so bad by this because literally for the first time in all of the movies, there have been others that I'd say I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend, but it's a classic. I'll say this is the first time my answer is a flat out. 
No. If someone this is said, literally, I think my third highest rated movie on our list. It's, it's right up there. It is. And right up there. this is the one you choose to say no for. Yes, I was shocked. Been, when I really. I, I was sitting there thinking about that. There's ago. so many worse movies that we've done. There, there that you are worse said no movies. To. There are they, worse movies. Hundred percent. There are worse movies. That's not. It's the subject matter is so depressing. I think it moves slow, and I wasn't a huge fan. There are others that I'm not a huge fan of, but I'm like, okay, it's a classic, or there are certain things in it that are really entertaining, like that. I just can't imagine someone saying, hey, The Babadook's on Netflix. Should I watch it? And me being like, yeah. No. I would say, unfortunately, no. I'm sorry, Davis. I'm sorry to end. Like you're, he's just staring off into into the abyss right now. I'm, he's in a dark place. I'm de- I'm depressed right now. And it's not because of the <laughs> subject matter, of the movie. It's because of this conversation. Well, before we uh, go any further with this, thank yeah, you for listening, everybody. Get us the fuck out of here for oh our 37th episode of Talk of a Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. Thank you for joining us for the Babadook from 2014, Davis's favorite movie of all time, and my least favorite <laughs> okay. movie of all time, apparently. So. Thank you for joining us. Remember, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, any of those places, Apple Podcasts, go on there, give us five stars, give us a rating and a review. Tell us, who do you side with? Do you love the Duke or are you not a huge fan of it? Because there is apparently no middle ground on this one. So where do you fall? Also, social media, you can go in there, follow me, your co-host, Ryan King, at Ryan underscore King underscore. Now you can follow the show and Davis also on Twitter at... Me personally on Twitter at the real double D's, just DS at the end, no E's in between. And of course, the podcast Twitter page at talk of the house underscore. Please, for the love of God, go rip Ryan apart on Twitter. I'm begging you. I I'm do want to hear you. what the audience, if they really like Bob Duke or they're not huge fans, because I don't hate it. I'm not going to say love or hate, but love or just, eh, it's not really my thing. Thank you all for listening. Once again, 37th episode of Talk About Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. We are. Going to have some fallout of this one. I'm pretty excited about it. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. And just like the Babadook, and just like this family, you might have some good things going on in your life. Oh, my God. For the most part, things are pretty terrible. Things are pretty terrible. And that's why you come to this podcast. What you really want is not the happiness. You want that creature crawling on the ceiling and going inside of you and giving you your daily dose of darkness. Of darkness. <laughs> nothing in my hands. Nothing in my hands. <laughs>